0: Good evening, this is Jason Kristoff. Did that sound official? Jason Kristoff, Podcast 50. Can anybody believe I've been speaking for 50 podcasts? And the only reason I started this podcast is I had that one-month ban on Facebook. And it is September the... Let me check. September the 21st. And today's show, Podcast 50, is sponsored again by myself. (laughs) So if you're looking to support me in the work I do, so I can do more work, because when I have to do other things, it takes away from my ability to educate the public, which of course is my passion. So if you'd like to support me, I can give you something great in return. I have an upcoming Overcoming Self-Sabotage event. It's live via Zoom, so it's anywhere in the world you can attend. It's very inexpensive. I'll put the complete, you know, in the show notes again, if you need the show notes. I know some people are having a hard time getting the show notes, but if you have to try, if you're on a desktop to get the show notes, it's uh, pretty easy. Just click on the picture of the of the show you want to listen to, and it'll open up in its own individual window, and then the show notes will be below it, below it. But I can definitely... Put this, uh, in the show notes, I can put the link to all the information about uh, the upcoming event for overcoming self-sabotage. But what you have to understand about self-sabotage is it, it involves a part of the brain that you can't strong arm. So a lot of people think losing weight or making, making money or getting rich is about willpower and hard work and dedication. This part of the brain will laugh at you if it is programmed incorrectly and the way uh the way it's programmed is it's not programmed by you it's called the subconscious it it reacts to what it sees in the environment and it's always always trying to seek a safety and security on your behalf it's like a bodyguard it's it's there to protect you if you can believe it but it's, it is there to protect you and this part of the brain really will look out in the environment and sort of judge what kind of environment you live in. So if you live in a tribe of overweight and medicated and mediocre people and everybody drives toward the average and everybody drinks wine on Friday night and everybody works a mundane nine, nine to five job, this subconscious part of the brain, which is the part of the brain involved with self-sabotage, it won't let you be thin. It won't let you be rich. It won't let you be successful. And I mean at all, at all, at all, at all. It will not allow you to rise up to your full potential because it knows that if you're, it knows that the most dangerous role you can play in a poor tribe is to be rich. The most dangerous role to play in an overweight tribe is to be thin. Uh, The most dangerous role to play in a depressed tribe is to be happy. So this part of the brain, like it laughs at you. You might say, hey, I want to be thin. It'll help me live longer. I'll be happier. I'll get better mate selection. And, you know, I'll use that energy and parlay it into maybe making more money or better ideas or just make a better life for myself. And the subconscious says, uh, uh, uh 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 not gonna happen and that part of the brain again doesn't react to strong. i mean you have to know the code and the language it's almost like a computer language about how to program it properly and hypnotists and sleights of hand experts and many other sort of entertainment based uh applications hack this subconscious part of the brain quite a bit and and what happens is, uh, you know, this information is kept from the public because the people who know how it works use the technology against us. So if you're looking to do anything better, if you want to have better health, make more money, better relationships, just be happier, lose weight, uh, start that business you wanted to. And if you can't, like if any of the things I just mentioned, if you can't do it, even though you want to be doing it, it's, it's because the reason you can't get it done is because of this part of the brain called the subconscious mind. So I'm having an event. I'll teach you the code. I'll teach you the computer language, how to program that part of the brain. So it gets up every morning and is actually afraid to be overweight. It would be afraid to be poor. It would be afraid to be... Uh, in a bad relationship. It would be afraid to be in chaos. It would be afraid to be in crisis. And if you can make it afraid of the negative, all it does is crank out positive stuff. And it's a very powerful part of the brain. It controls all your hormones and it controls all your metabolism. And if you get it on your side, wow, can you ever climb the mountain fast? It'll drag you up the mountain itself because that's the power of the subconscious. It works in your favor or against you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So if you're looking to support my work and actually build yourself a better life at the same time, it would be really great to see you there on, you know, on the screen on this uh, Zoom conference. I think there's a limit of about 500 people. I think we're getting, we're not getting, uh, I think there's about 300 right now. So it'd be great to see you in there. We only have a limit of 500. So we'd really like to, have you be one of the participants and get this great information it's a, it's only uh i think it's 2 hours on a sunday the last sunday in october and then another 2 hours the next sunday i think it's the first sunday in november but it'll change your life I'll entertain you. I'll do a lot of dancing and and show you a lot of word magic and show you things that no one else is going to show you. And I'll I'll tell you things that no one else will ever tell you. And I'll tell them in ways that you're never going to forget it. And that's the uh, that's all part of the reprogramming. So let's get on to what we wanted to talk about today. I mean, everybody's really starting to understand the depth of what's going on. This is sort of like a general review. If you go back four months ago. And listen to the podcast where I said let's prepare for the uh, I think it was the kill shot vaccine. I'm not too sure what the title of that podcast was, but I know it's a picture of a guy with his shirt off, with his back to the camera, with a with his shotgun toward the uh, toward the sky. If you're looking for that podcast, but it's exactly what's going on now because everybody who is in the know knows exactly what's going on. They're going to ramp up the fake testing. And you know it's re- it's it's reached uh, proportions of stupidity, and it's so asinine that anybody can believe this. Like, look at the U.S. in in March, out of the Imperial College in the U.K. And of course, um, look at even the word. It's, imperial like imperial fighters from from uh, Star Wars I mean could it get any more obvious that the movies have been programming us for decades and decades about you know who's who's the good guy who's the bad guy so imperial college I think the gentleman I can't remember is his name Ferguson well he's part of this imperial college and he estimated that 2 million people would die of COVID in the United States. So, of course, they use that. I mean, when when does someone who's not even from a country have the power to shut down a country? And through political pressure, they say there's no political pressure there you just you just know it's fake, you know they do this all the time. if you were Donald Trump or whoever's really in control over there, and if you had the the you know if you had the people's best interest at heart, of course you don't shut down, but they shut down because you know Trump's in on it and his whole administration's in on it, and I'll tell you what's going to happen in the u s maybe later in this show, but anybody that thinks Trump isn't in on this. You're not aware of uh, like a, the communist philosophy about how to take over a country as strong as the United States. And this is what's going on. It's a communist takeover. It's it's play-by-play play in the communist textbook. So what I'm going to do for people who want to review the communist textbook for taking over a country, we're going to put up the, the interview by uh, Yuri Bezmenov. He was an ex-KGB agent. Uh, who defected from the USSR. He actually came here in Canada. I believe he worked at the Ford plant in Sarnia, Ontario, and he would give lectures all the time about how uh, the KGB and the communist forces would plot to take over North America. And again, communism has nothing to do with China, has nothing really to do with Russia. Uh, Communism is a human farming tactic, and human farming is, is a is a well perfected um, protocol out of the UK, out of the out of the royals and their related royal family all across Europe and all across the world right now it's about controlling and harnessing humans to extract their energy so communism didn't start in Russia, it didn't start in China it's just a very tyrannical way to control the society, it was invented by again the UK royals and so when Yuri Bezmenov describes the communist application for taking over a country as strong as the United States, it has nothing to do with Russia versus the U.S. All the countries are controlled by the U.K. Royals. They're already in control of them uh, to a point. And I'm going to put up a article to show you that you know n- n- when people get taught that the flags are separate. And the, the countries are separate, and they have leaders separate. That's all. This is all based on on propaganda. So to take over a country as strong as the United States, um, what you have to do under the communist philosophy of takeover is is you basically have to divide and conquer. The well, you have to fatten capitalism is part and parcel of communist takeover. Let's take, for example, Cuba. That's what happened in Cuba. I'm not too sure if people were aware, but there was big American hotels in Cuba. There was big casinos in Cuba, and there was a lot of wealth in Cuba at one time in a very short period. Now, that was done on purpose. This isn't an accident. So what communists do to take over, which again is based on the very efficient human farming model is you fatten the society on decadence you make them lazy you make them inept you make them shallow you make them hedonistic you make them so used to the good life that the people won't even break a nail to defend their freedom so that's what happened in Cuba they just fatten the society on decadence and then they attack. So this is what's going on in the United States the, the past, say, 50 years. They fattened the cow up. They fattened the U.S. citizens up. They dumbed them down. They made them lazy. They made them think that get, their freedom was about getting drunk or getting high or getting a BJ or just absolutely ridiculous things that they associated with freedom. Those aren't freedom freedom in the areas that don't count isn't real freedom it's dumb, like free hyphen d-u-m-b so that's all part of the communist takeover so what trump what they've done uh, when they analyze the u.s when the uk royals analyze the u.s for say hundreds of years they're like we can't we can't take them over with the military we can't take them over with foreign military so what we're gonna do is we're going the only people that can take over the United States and destroy it to the point where it's dysfunctional enough to take over from within is the United States citizens. So what you're gonna see is no matter like Trump's in to polarize one side and he acts like the bumbling fool and he acts like the hero and he acts like he's saving you know the kids and he's against Hillary Clinton and he polarizes one side now the other side is the left side now it's not it's not hard to polarize the left <laughs> liberal left you you can basically they don't want to uh, move out of their parent's basement they don't want to work but get a paycheck anyway they're the victimhood generation so really not difficult to Uh, marginalize the left and get them up all in arms. And so it doesn't really matter what's going to happen in the U.S. election. The whole idea is there's going to be various parties and actors throughout the country that start sort of various campaigns or battles or wars and they're basically going to try and burn the U.S. down from the inside because it's actually the only, it's such a powerful country, the only way to destroy it is to to mind control the population to destroy it themselves. So if you're from the United States, uh, defend the property, don't like my suggestion would be know this is coming defend your property property defend your businesses uh watch out for paid actors who are going to uh, you know ignite violence and especially fire if you listen to i'm going to put up another video uh by Edward Griffith and he's going to explain that in the communist takeover sort of philosophy there is a lot of weight put toward fires themselves because they're very psychologically um, damaging to people if they look to the and even uh, Edward Griffith is going to talk about this when when a very you know when a citizen who's been fattened on decadence rolls out of their house and sees fire. Lighting up the night sky to the north, to the south, to the east, or the west, it demoralizes that citizen and makes it easier for uh, the communist philosophy to enter and then table uh, very restrictive laws and very restrictive measures to say, look, we'll put the fires out, we'll get everything back under control, but you have to capitulate and you have to take a knee to our new laws. And so, yeah, we're going to see a full communist takeover attempt in the U.S. by a very old tactic of turning the people against themselves—the divide and conquer—and not only fighting each other in the streets, regardless if Trump or Biden wins, but actually trying to burn down the infrastructure so the economy comes to a halt. A halt. As soon as the economy comes to a halt a halt, there's going to be some big problems, because uh, the economy is the life force or the lifeblood for any sort of uh, community or tribe or society or culture to maintain themselves. There has to be water flowing, there has to be food flowing, there has to be commerce flowing, goods and services flowing. So if the infrastructure gets burnt down, you're going to have a huge, massive problem. So if you're in the U.S., Just be aware that this is most likely, I can't guarantee it, but from what I see, Trump's completely in on it with the divide and conquer communist sort of manifesto. And of course, Biden, the senile old bag um you know, he, he couldn't run a gas station, let alone a country, but uh, he runs nothing, right? Like, he's just a front man. And, you know, even the left, would feel sorry for him, he's senile, because that's the leftist philosophy, right? You got to help everybody that can't help themselves. And hey, if anybody needs help, it's this senile old man, Biden. And yeah, it's, it's a powder keg written all over, but it's not a powder keg by accident, to me, it seems like a well-placed ambush. Trump's a great actor, and I can't really confirm this, but Jeff Berwick also said Trump was a Jesuit. Now, if he's a Jesuit, you can take my predictions to the bank. If anybody would like to look that up, um, maybe I'll look it up before I even put it on the show notes. I'll see if Trump's really a Jesuit, and you'll be able to tell that by the school, the university he went to. So, again, let's go back to the Imperial College. We got uh, Neil Ferguson. And Neil Ferguson, who said 2 million people would die in the U.S. because of COVID, he also got the numbers wrong for the swine flu. I'm pretty sure he said, how many people did he save for swine flu? I think it was in the millions over the whole world. And... um I think guaranteed. Uh, Neil Ferguson said it was going to be two point five, or over two billion people infected with the swine flu, and then he also, I think, miscalculated uh, SARS. Uh, this is all on purpose, okay? He's just he's he's not an idiot. Like when they want fake numbers, they go to Neil Ferguson, and he's being sacked over there, which means fired. And I don't even believe the story that he he was fired because he was caught outside with uh, having an affair with a married lady he was caught outside after curfew or something like this it just seems a great way to get him out of the spotlight because everybody wants to interview him and gather his models by which he said two million people would die in the u.s and that's what kind of you know shuttered the economy which means shut down the economy they like using those new flowery words shuttered shuttered like Really, folks? shuddered. What does that even mean? It just means the government closed it, the government's full communist government. Governments aren't supposed to have the ability to dictate uh, business anywhere. And people today, they, they've lost that because we've been fattened on the decadence. We've been taught lyuria and we're too stunned to do our own research. Most people in North America aren't aware that the government, once you give the, the government is supposed to be separate from the business because business is the lifeline of the culture. It's the only thing that powers the culture forward, and government is known to be staffed with sociopaths and psychopaths and mental defectives of all kinds, and they can't get anything right. There's nothing the government does that is ever efficient or effective, and that's why you never want the government involved in anything it's hard to even believe people like they know the government's inept bumbling fool that can never get anything right and then they still let their children go and be educated by the government that's insane on its own but again these are fabricated realities that people grow up in you know doctors who give poisons are, are health professionals um, we vote for psychopaths and sociopaths, and even though they don't listen to us or or, or part- like we don't participate in the laws, they don't consult with us in any way, but you know, we're moronic enough to line up and do the voting every four years. Again, these are all fabricated illusions that people live in. There is no reality to what most people experience in a day. But anyway, Neil Ferguson says 2 million people like, going die in the U.S. The U.S. government shuts down the entire country. And let's put this in perspective. <laughs> GDP, which means uh, gross domestic product, uh, dropped by 30% in the six-month uh period of COVID so far just to let you know the last crash i think it was like 2009 um when basically the u.s government was was up to its old tricks, so again, giving loans for, for income properties that no one should have been giving, and it completely devastated the economy. The GDP at that point, I think, went down about 3%. It's down 30% already. So I'm not too sure you're aware of what kind of economic disaster you're living in. But 2 million people estimated by Neil Ferguson, who's sort of a paid uh, statistical hitman, who's basically on a short chain of Bill Gates, will say anything what, anything uh, Gates wants said, Neil Ferguson will say it. And then, so today, how many people have died so far in the six months? Well, it's 200,000. So someone says, oh, he's off by like, what, 1.8 million? No, it's worse than that. Because the CDC has come out now and quietly announced that 94% of the 200,000. So let me get a calculator here. So 200,000 people uh died of covid when they said 2 million and that's the reason they shut down and destroyed the economy. And suicides <coughs> suicides are through the roof. Alcoholism is through the roof. Depression is through the roof. The kids are depressed. Basically, this corrupt government has stolen six months of your life. You don't have an unlimited lifespan here on the earth. They stole it. They stole six months of your life based on a complete and utter lie. So 200,000 people have died so far in the U.S., and they've come out and said that 94, sorry, 94, I'm just doing the calculation here, 94. So only 18,800 people have uh died of covid so we have two and the other 94% had very severe what's called co- uh, comorbidities basically meaning they were going to fucking die anyway they're dead they're in they're old people that have major diseases they're going to be dead so unfortunately death is a part of our, of the, the human life cycle and so they said 2 million people would die of COVID. CDC says it's 200,000. Then they reduced the number to 18,800. That's all they said have died of COVID. The other people died with COVID. Now it's even worse like a bad infomercial. Uh, bad infomercial. Hold on, there's more. How are we diagnosing? the 18,800 people that they say died of COVID, when the inventor of the test, and we always go back to this in every podcast, Carrie Mullis was a scientist. He won the Nobel Prize in 1993 for science for inventing what's called the RT-PCR process. And it was a way scientists could amplify sort of vi- like bits of fragmented genetic code and blow it up so that it was easier to see. As Kerry Mullis has stated, this process that he invented has absolutely nothing to do with diagnosing any disease. And the reason we know he's lamented about this is because in the HIV-AIDS era, uh, they were using the RT PCR test to try and diagnose HIV, and that's where when Kerry Mullis, the man who invented the test, came forward and said, "You can't use it for that." And I'm going to put up a a, a little um, podcast with Mickey Willis. Now, Mickey Willis is this is almost like Sherlock Holmes work right if you just get to listen to the podcast Mickey Willis is a director of pl- uh I think it's called Plandemic it's the most watched doc most watched most banned documentary of all time might as well put up Plandemic so that you can watch it as well but he gave a podcast with Pete Evans when he kind of discovered what I discovered as well is that His brother, uh, who was gay, was heavily involved in the disaster that AIDS and HIV was back in the 80s. And um, Mickey Willis, the brother of this gentleman uh, who became, you know, Mickey Willis became the filmmaker, the documentarian for this pandemic documentary, would hear his brother talking about this evil fucking guy, real bad guy all the time, bad, bad man, who was using tests that weren't supposed to be used to test for HIV, telling people they were positive uh, when they weren't, and then applying a very dangerous uh, or promoting a very dangerous medicine called AZT, which was a black black, uh, black, box cancer therapy that was banned because it was killing so many people. And that's what they rolled out as the medical proposal when someone failed the HIV test. But the, the test they were failing was the RT-PCR test, which has no ability to diagnose disease. Guess who the guy was? Guess who this evil guy was using a fake test And then literally, basically killing people, calling them, euthanizing them like a Nazi. Who was it? Yeah, Dr. Anthony Fauci. So what we're going to be doing here is we're going to put up a a little documentary short uh, called uh, Fauci, AIDS and Fauci, His First Fraud. So it's called AIDS, Fauci's First Fraud. So this guy, uh, Fauci has been working the communist, Nazi, depopulation, euthanasia, euthanasia sort of philosophy for a long time. And that, and this is what people need to understand, is this is a depopulation sort of agenda. It's a Nazi agenda, and it's, it's a very old agenda, folks. This way, you know, like, understand, like, when there's a beef farmer, they feed the cattle. They love the cattle. They hug the cattle. They they give the cattle water. And then one, t- one day, the cattle's having a great time, and then they're asked to get on, on the truck and then go to the slaughterhouse. Now, the people who rule us see us as cattle. The people who rule us uh, are known as ancient human farmers for a reason, and they see that we've outgrown Our particular usefulness for them, because they made, they've, they've actually been farming us in a technological way for us to invent the technology to imprison our children. So that's why they kept us around. Because someone will be like, well, why did they, you know, why they let me go to the movies, or why did they let me go to school, or why did they let me? you know, get a job and and s and have some savings and have a car because that's what it took for for the whole society to grow so that all all this weaponized technology to enslave the people has been produced. We produced it. We produced it because we thought we were using it against our enemies, or we thought it would be used by the spies in Canada to go spy with the Chinese, or the spies in the U.S. to go spy on people in. In other countries, but here's the big here's the big uh, aha moment. There is no other countries. The other countries exist so that you can get tricked into inventing this stuff, which will be used against your brothers and sisters. That's why the fake flags exist. That's why the fake countries exist. That's why the fake drama and the fake wars exist, so that you think, so that you can be employed down at, um, you know, the NSA and you think oh you you know you're you're kind of part of the spy network you're spying on China you're not spying on China you're spying on your own citizens there is no China the guys that own the USA own China you just got tricked into inventing and working for these forces that have no respect for any of us regardless of border regardless of flag regardless of country name We're, we're mind controlled into these fabricated illusions it has nothing to do with reality I'm going to put up a video by Dr. Vernon Coleman, medical doctor, and if you're going to listen to something in the show notes tonight, please listen to Dr. Vernon Coleman, because he's going to recount exactly what I just said, so you can get third-party confirmation that the people we're dealing with have no real intention of many people getting past the next 10 or 20 years. They want the kids. They want the kids away from the parents so that they can program them for the next generation to get the next cycle of the beef farm going so that those kids are told lies in the same way we were told lies and we were sort of, you know, basically disempowered and paralyzed with those lies from even reacting to the evil that's around us. Like even Edward Snowden, we didn't react. The Oklahoma City bombing, it was proven that the U.S. government had a hand in it. Did the public react? No. Uh, 9-11. I'll, I'll even put up uh, a documentary called The Noble Lie, which proves that it was the U.S. government that blew up the Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma or, or set off the bomb at the Oklahoma, I don't know which building it was, but it was a U.S. government building. And then, of course, I'm going to put up uh, New Pearl Harbor, which shows that 9-11 was orchestrated by inside uh, forces. And not just in the U.S. government, because again, folks, it's not the U.S. government. These are the groups all around the world. It's this one ruling group. And for, for the average person to ignore the government killing 3,000 people on primetime TV, they're, they're ignoring that. And they've ignored Edward Snowden saying, hey, the NSA is spying on everybody. They ignored Oklahoma City bombing. They ignored the Patriot Act, which had nothing to do with patriotism. It took away all your freedoms. You're ignoring the word magic. You ignored the fact that on 9-11, all the fighters that could have intercepted these planes, or whatever, hit the towers, they were all purposely put out on missions over the Atlantic, so that when they were scrambled, they couldn't get back in time. It was a complete fraud, folks. And then we go to war in Iraq, when Iraq had nothing to do with it. And Every and everybody's like going along with it. Well, this is what happens when you go along with it. When you know, if you take a knee to tyranny and say, Oh, at least they're not attacking me, you think evil's gonna not attack you and not a throw you under the bus. Of course, evil comes right back around. So, the whole point of this, if you want to turn this around, you got to stop ignoring the evil. You know, like you got to understand what's going on here. Listen to Vernon Coleman, folks. Listen to Vernon Coleman. So again, the U.S., we'll go back, <laughs> recount that, 2 million people said they were going to, uh, 2 million people in the U.S. were supposed to die from COVID. Uh, they didn't. Uh, then, then it was 200,000 now in the six months. Then the, then the CDC comes out and says out of the 200,000, 94% of that 200,000 didn't die of COVID. They died of other things. So we're left with about 18,000, which they say died of COVID. But the actual test that they use to confirm the COVID can't confirm COVID. So how how asinine is this story? Like, how, where is it, where are we going here? Well, we're we're going to the point where everybody's under the mind control. They're being fat and on decadence. They don't want to break a nail, rebelling. They do as the TV tells them. They put the mask on. And soon enough, we all know that this fabricated outbreak, which is going to be driven by the RT-PCR test, which can't test for COVID. So they're going to roll into your neighborhood, start m- more tests and more tests, and and they're going to crank these numbers up because it's like rolling dice or it's like shaking one of those m- magic eight balls down at the novelty shop. It has nothing. Uh, the test results of covid have have nothing to do with disease. It's like judging someone's height by how fast the wind is blowing that day. One has nothing to do with the other, but the TV says the numbers are there and everybody's scared. COVID's over their shoulder. You can tell who watches the TV. And, and those sort of, you know, Kevin and Karen coffee shop or Kevin and Karen mask hole they're they're driving every. They're trying to drag us off the cliff with the rest of the lemmings, because they don't understand that they're being psychologically psychologically manipulated by these very very old and ancient groups. So that's how that's sort of how insane the numbers are. Is they're all completely fabricated. And I'll put up um, a little. I'll put up some other confirmatory links and and videos and interviews about the pcr test having no ability to confirm covid but that doesn't stop a government that manipulates the public through media and through fear it doesn't it doesn't stop the average person the average person the way the brain's designed doesn't even care what the truth is that's why they don't argue it like they they just the tv The TV for most people is what lie you have to live out as truth that day so you're not attacked by the government and so you're not attacked by the other TV watchers. So the way the brain is designed, as it watches the TV, it really states clearly that I don't care if what I'm watching is the truth or not. All I know is that what's on the TV If I bring it into my psyche and live it out like it's true, I get a safe passage through the satanic cult. And there's so many people like this. Like I was talking to a science teacher just last week. Like you remember when science teachers had to have some kind of curiosity about science or they'd have to know something about science. This is like a teacher. He can be a science teacher one day and a gym teacher the next. He's not healthy and he doesn't know anything about science. You think he might be interested that the RT-PCR test invented by Kerry Mollis can't confirm for COVID? He, you think he might be interested that COVID as a virus, for a virus to be deemed existing in the annals of science, has to go through what's called Koch's postulate, which I think they tried to fake that recently, but Dr. Andrew Kaufman completely ripped that apart. Uh, COVID-19 has not gone through Koch's postulate, which is necessary. It's a four-step process by which you're permitted in science to declare that a uh, virus is in play. And although there's lots of arguments to even put forth that viruses don't exist in the first place, Koch's postulate is there to say that something, there's a virus or some infection, uh, infecting agent that can be transferred from one person to the next. Uh, COVID 19? No, never went through a Koch's postulate. Therefore, under the most basic scientific principles, it doesn't exist as a virus. And the science teacher, you think he might be interested in a little bit of science, but he's not. And can we blame him? No, because the government, he's got the big government tent in his mouth and he watched the TV. And for him to keep the government tit in his mouth and not get attacked by the person owning the tit, he has to live out the lies that the TV tells him is the truth. So you get all these people thinking they're smart and moral and upstanding citizens, literally under mind control, literally acting out lies like they're the truth, and of course, I, I can't handle these people because they're acting out lies for their own self-preservation while throwing all their kids and all their grandkids and the entire culture under the bus. And they're called cowards, folks. I mean, that's that's what a coward is. You can't, like, what, what do you think? Like, really, when you go to a restaurant and you got to wear a mask to to, to walk in, but you can take the mask off if you sit down. What do you think? The virus is six feet tall. It only attacks you when you're standing. And And if you really thought there was a virus, what are you doing at the restaurant anyway? Like, if you really thought there was a killer virus, would you bring your wife to the restaurant? People are living out bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. And... They develop the split personalities where they, they basically think they're moral, upstanding citizens when really they're complying cowards. And, you know, th- that's how they get away with it. They, they wear the mask like it's virtuous. They, they're proudly doing exactly what the TV says. And the coward's always like that. They always reframe their cowardice as virtuous. And then that's how we get into trouble. That's how where people are loaded on boxcars and taken to COVID camps and mass testing is done. And then vaccines, which, of course, have never been proven to do anything but destroy the health of anybody they're injected into. And if anybody thinks that's a broad sweeping statement, I'll put up um, the vaccine article to prove to you that vaccines are simply another way like... Same way Dr. Fauci was using AZT to kill the gay population in the 80s. Now, did Fauci have anything against the LGBT community? Absolutely not. He'll kill anybody. He'll kill, and he wants to kill him and his group, control the population of the world, and have done for thousands of years through death. They're a death cult. They don't care who they kill. And the vaccines are the same thing as AZT. They just kill and cripple. They make people stupid. They cause brain damage. Have they ever been shown to improve immunity to uh, resistance to disease? Fuck no. Never. Absolutely never have they been proven to do that. And so why does uh, Joe and Jane Coffee Shop and Karen and Kevin Maskhold think that they are healthy? Well, b- basically because they're cowards. Because they won't research it because researching means they could do the opposite of the tv and if you do the opposite of the tv you get attacked and they don't have the backbone or the strength to resist the attack so they don't care if there's poison in the vaccines they'll take them themselves in the absence of strength you will comply and the 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 weakest are the most obedient And they fattened us on decadence. There isn't a lot of testosterone around anymore. Not a lot of healthy people. Everybody's medicated. Everybody's lobotomized. Everybody's tranquilized. And this this is part of the communist takeover manifesto to make people so weak and so compliant. And that weakness is what increases the compliance. They won't even... If someone came in with a gun to their house, they won't even get their own gun out. They don't even have guns. They're so weak because they could never even envision themselves defending their family. They're just going to hand their family off into the box card and say, let's hope the government takes care of us. And it's, it's pure insanity, but this is how this ruling group gains traction century after century because they know how this goes fatten them on decadence, make them weak, use chemicals. And how long have they been doing this to weaken societies to take over? Again, we'll go back to the UK royals because it's always them and they're from a different part of the world well just let's let's pretend they started in the u k but they didn't well let's start th- let's pretend they started in the u k let's go down where they took over china in the in the mid seventeen hundreds Well, how did they take over China? It used to be a very respectable, very moral, very civilized society and then here comes the British with their old tricks it's not new tricks folks it's old tricks, and they bring in the opium and just fatten them up and make them dumb and make them weak with the drugs. And then they start attacking and then they take it over. And then they put a fake flag on it. Oh, it's China. It's a red flag with some stars on it. Yeah. It's not us. It's China. Yeah. Okay. So why did Britain own Hong Kong? And then they pretend give uh, Hong Kong back to, to uh, China. Okay. If everybody thinks that's what's going on, I mean, we, we can't help them because there's one ruling group, and they are out of the UK, and they they have 59 former Commonwealth countries, and what do you think the big trick was uh, throughout the last, say, 400 years? The same trick, where, you know, you give Hong Kong back to China, and then Canada was given to the Canadian people, and then Jamaica was given to the Jamaicans, and Barbados was given to the People who live in Barbados—it's it's just folks. It's smoke and mirrors. It's Hollywood production. Nothing's given back. You live on a farm. They wanted to make sure you thought you were free, so you invented the this technological control grid that you've actually that will be used to enslave your grandchildren and every other generation, unless we sort of get to work here. Um, let me see what else I have to talk about. Um, oh, about the test. I'm going to put up a video um there's a weapons expert that I'm going to put up. I can't really confirm what this gentleman is saying, but he definitely works in advanced weaponry inside the United States and he's talking about particulate matter that could definitely put be put on a swab that can cause aneurysms and strokes. And it's it, yeah, it's a very sort of scary um description of the weapons that the u.s have developed and again if you were to take that gentleman and you were to sort of study him as to why he put his whole life into inventing things that kill people he would have been mind controlled to think that his agents in the u.s a different country is going to go and use this technology to kill the enemy over in another country And that's what drives that human, gives him the energy, gives him. So he's, you know, cheering his friends on July the 4th and thinking he's doing great things, inventing these weapons to kill the enemy. And the only enemy, folks, is us, brothers and sisters. There's one ruling group, very, very old, very weird history, so weird. If you really want to know who they are, you're going to have to read David Icke's book, The Children of the Matrix very weird ruling group and then all of us so that ruling group knows that that guy you're going to see a video of a guy very proud very proud a u.s citizen inventing weapons to kill other people he thinks are the enemy but guess who are the weapons that are going to be used against his own family himself his own sisters and brothers in the united states his own brothers and sisters in canada his own brothers and sisters in mexico And the people who rule us know that that jackass won't invent that kind of awesome weaponry to destroy unless he has fabricated enemies. You got to give those morons the idea that the countries are separate or they won't make the nuclear bombs. They won't make the fighter jets. They won't make the aircraft carriers. They won't make vaccines that can kill in seconds, they won't do that because they believe they're going to go kill the enemy and they're a great American hero. And that's how you psychologically manipulate people, and that's how they've been doing it for a very long time. Um, I, would like, I would like also to say, if you got a kid in school and your kid happens to be sick, and of course they're going to be sick, they don't want to go to school. So the stress is up. There's Wi-Fi throughout the schools. That makes the kids sick. When most parents send their children to school these days, sure, they feed them pretty shitty when they're at home. But when they send them to school, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, they feed them worse. So of course the kids are gonna get sick. They don't wanna be there. It's Wi Fi. They're getting programmed to be slaves. Of course the immune system is gonna take a hit. You got bad nutrition, you got stress, you got cancer causing Wi Fi, ripping through the schools, you got those stupid masks on, which are proven to decrease oxygen intake into the body. You got a hole in your in your face called a mouth, because you need to breathe oxygen and of course uh, having the kids wear masks and having everybody else wear masks have nothing to do with the virus and everything to do with controlling the person and also making sure that everybody gets more immune compromised and more sick so that's if someone has a sniffle or a cold, he's going to be set COVID positive and, he's, and the whole thing just ripples out from there. But of course the kids are sick. But if your kid is sick, for the love of God, take the kid out and just say you went to the to the dentist or you went here or there if you say your kid's sick to the school they're going to make you get a covid test and if you want to know the sort of shenanigans and the weapons that can be invented in at the end of a a, of a nasal swab watch the video of this weapons expert describing uh, his uh, delight in the fact that he can put a fine little piece of powder um you know, into someone's body, even through their nose, and give them a stroke, or give them an aneurysm, and you know, and it could even be based on a 5G application, turning on 5G, and you know, the particulate matter, the the metallic particulate matter, that this guy is just so joyous about killing other humans can definitely be on the end of a swab. So I would not be taking this COVID test. It does not test for COVID. COVID's never been isolated. And they even released the death figures here in Ontario. They've even released the death figures in BC. The total amount of deaths in British Columbia for the six-month period this year is lower than last year and even lower than the year before. So we have the lowest amount of deaths in British Columbia, same thing with Ontario. If you add the total number of deaths, even with the COVID deaths on top, what does that really mean? Because there is no test to confirm COVID. But let's let's pretend, um, let's pretend like Kevin and Karen Coffee Shop that those are the real figures. But they are the real death figures. And the total death figures here in Ontario are lower than the 2019 figures and again lower than the 2018 figures. What kind of pandemic produces less death? Especially one where they're going to close down the whole economy and funnel everybody toward a vaccine. The survival rate of COVID is 99.96. Basically a rounding error. It's a hundred percent recovery rate. Like, if you told a kid in school that he got 99.96 on his exam, are you really going to say he didn't get 100, really? Are you really going to do that to him? So we have a, 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 de- a recovery rate from COVID of 99.96. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. The chances they even, they even put the chances of dying from COVID from the ages of 50 to 64, which was a, should be a high-risk group, was 1 in 14 million. 1 in 14 million. Sorry, it was 1 in 19 million. Correction, 1 in 19 million. So the chances of you dying from COVID, if you're between the ages of 50 and 64, is 1 in 19 million. I'll let you know that the chance of you dying from a car accident is one in 114. The chance of you winning a six-digit lotto jackpot is one in 13 million. And they're they're trying to tell you that they're going to, you know, shut down your food production to protect you from COVID for your health and safety, shut your job down, shut your community down, bankrupt everybody, start, you know, causing massive inflation by printing paper currency, giving it to people, giving it to people who don't work? Did you, did you ever take an economics class? You can't give money to people who don't work. It destroys the economy. It destroys the value of the currency. No one wants it. So if you have a country who sits around smoking dope, drinking beer and, and drinking coffee all day, next to a country who works hard all day, when those people, people who don't work but still have paper currency from their country when the non-working country enters the working country you know what they say to them don't bring your shitty money in here we don't fucking want it and that that means when your country of Basically, people who don't work and sit on the couch try and buy rice somewhere else with the Canadian dollar or try to buy a car or try to buy a widget or try to buy a stereo or try and buy some beef or some celery into a country where people are actually working and getting paid. They don't want your money, which means your money is worthless, which means no one wants it, which means what you think is of value is no longer a value. So that's what happens when tyrannical communist governments who know economics starts printing money and giving it to people to sit at home. And the people who went to the government indoctrination camps who who purposely uh, had their knowledge destroyed about money thinks that this is a great thing that I'm sitting home and getting paid to sit at home when they don't understand this is an absolute disaster. The ambush is coming. And of course, the communist philosophy is dependence is the greatest form of control. If your money's worthless, you'll have to eat the slop that the government gives at the food kitchen. You'll have to take your vaccine when they want you to take your vaccine. You'll have to live in you know low-income housing. You'll have to do this. You'll have to do that. You'll have to go fight a war in China. You'll have to sub- uh, subscribe to the army. You, basically, that that, if we do not react, This is what is coming because they want you completely dependent. They want you unable to cook, unable to grow your food, unable to have savings, unable to sidestep their tyranny, unable to resist, no guns, can't fire back, so weak because you have no food you can't even throw a punch. They just sweep you where they want to sweep you. And that's the communist philosophy, and that's what's going on right now. And again, communism has nothing to do with Russia or China. It's a UK human farming technique that is nothing more than, you want to see what communism is, go to a slaughterhouse. Go see sheep get slaughtered. Go see cows get slaughtered. And spiritually, we don't have an argument there either. I'm not even really going to get into that, but... Once you participate in a cycle like this, you actually make an invisible contract with the spiritual world that what you do to other beings is okay for other beings to do to you. So if communists come in and slit your throat because it's harvest time, according to spiritual law, you don't really have an argument because you've been doing that to cattle and lambs and ducks for as long as you can remember, including myself, of course. I'm not saying that I'm a vegan or vegetarian. I'm not. I'm I'm just stating a fact that we might have already spiritually condemned ourselves because as we're slitting the cow's throat, we're not giving it a second thought. But when the knife's on our throat, we're like, hey, shit, I don't like this. This is not very good. So this is something we have to think deeply about. Now, next week, I'm potentially going to be releasing a, a report about gold and silver, when to buy it, how to buy it, cryptocurrencies, doing maybe a top 25 pick of cryptocurrencies so that even if you have three or four or five hundred dollars, I'm going to give you picks where you can maybe put 50 or 75 dollars into certain key cryptocurrencies and you'll have to kind of decide which ones you, I'm going to put maybe the top 25. I think there's thousands of them. I believe there's Someone told me there's 5,000. I don't know. I know there's thousands of cryptocurrencies. And I have maybe the top 25 picks that I've uh, investigated through various professionals over the past six months. And I believe that somewhere in there are things you can buy for half a cent or a cent. So basically, let's say you you put in $100 to something. Okay? And that's going to give you basically um, 10,000 shares so you say it's a for every dollar you're going to get a hundred shares you're going to put in a hundred dollars so you get 10,000 you get 10,000 coins of a particular cryptocurrency that I'm going to make a list for you for and I believe that 1 cent some of those 1 cent or half a cent cryptocurrencies could go to 10, 15 or even $20 which would be put you on maybe give you enough money to to relax. And I'm going to put up some mining stock picks where you can sort of if you have any extra money you can start buying some mining stocks is traditionally of course in this report as well I'm going to include various financial experts that will explain to you very clearly that the stock market is about to collapse and it does so all the time and the same ruling families that I've been talking about are collapsing the stock market on purpose it's no way it could there's no way it could maintain itself it's all based on fraud so these people have been fleecing us in invisible ways stealing our energy what we think is money is just containers, like containers for our own life force. So these ancient magicians know how to take our life force, our labor or our value, put it in containers called money or currency, and then they steal it from us. They're literally, it's like a vampire. And that's why these vampire sort of folklore stories even existed. These ancient farmers are, they're vampiristic they they invent currency so that they can come out into the fields and start paying us in their currency for a day's work. And then they just steal the currency when really they literally have their fangs in our jugular vein sucking our life force away. And so this is how they've been doing over time. But when economies collapse or currencies lose their value for various very predictable reasons, that value of the society has to escape to other sort of avenues of payment like gold, silver, or cryptocurrencies in this case. And of course, if when the economy collapses and then the value escapes to gold and silver, gold and silver mining stocks also feel a huge bump up because there's, you know, there's a huge call for gold and silver so it inflates the prices of the gold and silver mines and some of the other metal mines so i'm going to try and put a report like that together for people it's going to be very inexpensive it's going to be very simple and it's for people out there that might only have a couple hundred dollars to invest in cryptocurrencies. And there are cryptocurrencies out there that have been highly touted with huge growth potential that are in the the cent range or the half a cent. Some of them are even a, like a quarter cent range. And these things, I believe, some some of them in there. There will be some in that little list that have the potential to make people, like if you had 10,000 shares of something that was a cent and it went up to $10, that would be, um, let me just see this on my calculator, times 10. Yeah, it, it, it could be some, some pretty good return on your part. And again, not everybody has a lot of money to put into gold coins or silver coins or don't doesn't have any big money. Like say something like Bitcoin, it's currently today at about 14,000 Canadian dollars. And it's expected to, you know, I'm not too sure where it's going to go, but some people say it'll go to 80,000. Some people go to 100,000. And, and that's, that's an increase of eightfold, but some of these other things could go up a thousandfold. So again, if you only have $500, if, you, if it went up a thousandfold, you got $500,000, i am pretty sure you would probably like to take that gamble. And and the extent of that gamble would be your five hundred could completely go to zero, or it might go to five hundred thousand. So it's up to you to take the risk. And I also tell I'm not I tell you I'm not a financial expert, but from what I've researched, if you have a little bit of money, this could be the safe play for you, given that the groups are involved here trying to crash the economy. So I think I got through everything I wanted to get through today. Uh, I hope you benefited from this. This is Jason Christoph signing off.